Heading towards 621 in our Monday morning together. Hope you had a nice weekend. And Mondays, of course, we uh, invite Mike Lee to come by and to uh, talk with us uh, from Crane's Detroit Business, the managing editor. I see and hold in my hand the 40 under 40. Drum roll, please. Meet 40 high achievers you ought to know. That's always something people look forward to, and this is the current issue. But you also were talking right off the bat, Mike Lee, about this downtown rebound for visitors. Uh, It's going to be a busy week with the uh, auto show, the inaugural Detroit uh, Concours d'Elegance, your own uh, Detroit homecoming. A lot going on. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Paul. It is a it's it's an exciting and busy week for downtown this week. So we use that as an opportunity um, to look at how uh, downtown Detroit is doing in terms of its recovery from uh, the ghost town days of the the early COVID pandemic, um, when um, all the office workers were were working from home, the restaurants were closed, and uh, and there was not much going on downtown. And there, there's some good news. Uh, visitors, according to the Detroit Downtown Partnership, which which has a has a data provider that studies this, um, visitors uh, that is defined as people who don't work or live downtown have recovered uh, to their pre-pandemic levels. In July July 2022, there were more visitors downtown on the average day than there were in July 2019 uh, before before COVID uh, happened. Um, the problem right now in terms of downtown foot traffic, uh, it's so important for, for restaurants and retail, uh, is that office workers have largely not uh, not come back. Uh, to, to some extent they have, but uh, big companies like Rocket, its its workers are in there a couple days a week on kind of a rotating schedule. Blue Cross, DTE, other big employers downtown are, are still hybrid. GM is still working appropriately out of the Rensen or, or not in the Rensen as the case may be, which means, you know, not too many people in the office there. Um, so, so, so that, that, that the total foot traffic is not, is not great. Part of the strategy is really in the long term to, to encourage more residential development downtown, uh, to, to, to create more of a permanent population. Downtown Detroit still doesn't have uh, many people who live downtown compared with comparable cities. Um, there's there's just not that much residential down there, so that that scene is is the future. Last week, the 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 DDP got some pretty pretty large grant from the from the uh, state of Michigan from the MEDC to do a bunch of uh, placemaking parks work, uh, Grand Circus Park, Capitol Park, other downtown areas uh, aimed at making making for a, for for a more friendly downtown so uh this is very this is critical to the future of detroit and its rebound and, and we'll still we'll still see it but uh this week i would expect uh downtown will see an enormous bump um good news for for those restaurants and retailers yeah they've been waiting for it they can use it and though it's uh it, it's a, a temporary bump it's a bump and absolutely uh, uh, a lot of people going to be downtown that haven't been downtown in a while. Uh, people still coming in uh, from out of town for this great show that's underway. Uh, and I, I, for one, am looking forward to it. WJR will be there on the Ford stand, and we're looking forward to that. They've got uh, some of the biggest news coming out with the new Mustang to be revealed and all of that. So we'll we'll get into that as the week uh, goes on.
meanwhile, who would have guessed? Who would have thunk it? Although it's crossed my mind in the past, but who would have thunk one of the hottest areas in real estate development right now would be the car wash. Yes, car washes are the are the uh, are, are the are the new hotness in uh, in real estate. Uh, big Wall Street private equity firms are are investing huge money in buying up car washes um, and in and in building them. Um, it's bringing a new player to town, Florida company called El Car Wash. Has they, they've locked up 50 sites around Michigan, Southeast wow. Michigan, Mid Michigan. Uh, they plan to build car washes on them. They, they've got a, a big pot of money from uh, the giant Warburg Pincus investment firm. Um, what's drawing all this money into building car washes is is the uh, the subscriptions that they offer. The sort of Netflix model where you pay X amount a month and you can get X number of car washes. Um, it, it creates recurring recurring revenue, almost passive revenue from those from those locations. Um, and, and and Wall Street likes that. Uh, the, the, the subscriptions are the uh, are, are the thing in so many industries now, including ours. Uh, always has been. Um, but uh, the uh, you know that's that that's what's driving this. Jack's Car Wash was also acquired and plans to ex- expand. So uh, it, bottom line, even if you don't that, care about that, the, the, all the money machinations, you're you're probably going to have a more convenient car wash at some point soon. That was a question. Uh, you took it right out of my mind. Did they buy big places like Mr. C's or even bigger Jack's Car Wash? Because it, it appeared to me that this L Car Wash was just coming in and acquiring locations rather than having to pay somebody for business that's already underway. Unlike the big businesses now that have taken over funeral homes, the big businesses that have taken over heating and air conditioning places that you might still think are owned by mom and pop, but now it's really a big conglomerate that moved in. Uh, money people, I, I, I just like this no, private equity there, car wash. There's an element of both things going on. There's there definitely there's definitely money looking to roll up these existing brands into into giant companies. Um, that's that that's a trend in a lot of a lot of businesses that ha- where that hasn't happened. Doctors' practices are the same are the same thing. The private equity firms are looking to to acquire uh, physician practices and, and roll them up into into big companies that still appear to be, you know, still appear to be mom and pop, but really aren't. Quick note: uh, We got a local connection with uh, the war in Ukraine. Yeah, the Miller Canfield Law Firm in in Detroit is is has made a partnership with with a Ukrainian law firm. Um, the, the the senior partner of this law firm called the Dicto Law Firm. Um, he had fled to Poland when the fighting started. Miller Canfield has a big office in Poland, and they connected with him. and And Miller Canfield has 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 made a new partnership with this law firm to do legal work in the country. You, you wouldn't think about it, but uh, they're looking forward to when the fighting's over. Rebuilding a country actually takes a lot of legal work, and Miller Canfield's looking to get a piece of that business. Um, yeah. It's uh, a part of bringing Ukraine's economy back to uh, some kind of normalcy. We saw a figure, I, I, I'm just going to throw it out there. It was like over $300 billion to rebuild Ukraine. I think it was like $380 billion to rebuild. It's almost incomprehensible. Of, it is incomprehensible, given all the money we've already given them. But that, that, wasn't, that wasn't for rebuilding. Mike Lee, Crane's Detroit Business Managing Editor, always a pleasure. We'll want to hear more about all that is going on, including your Detroit homecoming, next time we talk. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Paul.
heading towards 629 WJR.